Hello, hello, all you beautiful people, and welcome back to another episode of Podcast Assemble, the show where you come for your rambling, geeky download. My name's Tommy, and I am delighted, as always, to be joined by my friend and co-host from across the pond. It's a resident unsolved murder victim of the pod, DL. How are you, mate? Languishing in a tomb somewhere, <laughs> unnamed, unknown, and unmarked. Well, you could have been found. I'm not saying you, you said, haven't been you found. S- no, you said you're uh, an unsolved. Uns- oh, okay. so you, good, you've good been point, found. Good point. I just my family has no closure. Yeah. That makes me, <laughs> that makes me really better. Jeez. How did you know? <laughs> well, I've, I've been the one trying to solve the case. I just haven't put a lot of man hours into it. Yeah, it's just enough. not something I've been that keen not on. Not a big priority. Like, I, get I, it. I put time in, and it's like you know, like it's Q4. I get I've, it. Yeah, ex- exactly. I've got a few like leads. You know, like it's Elvis, not like the Sasquatch. I'm waiting for you. <laughs> it's not like there's any. Yeah, it's not like there's. Anyone waiting on you? Tupac, like, you know, like dead. There's, a, yeah. there's a few people who might be in the picture. You know, how are you? How was traveling? Traveling was good. Always is good. Mexico City, man. Been to Mexico Under, City. Underrated. Oof, yeah. No me. burritos. Burritos apparently Whoa. are not a Mexican burrito thing. Burrito king, not having burritos in Mexico. What the? Yeah, but apparently not a big like traditional Mexican dish. Okay. Tacos. Okay. 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 Many tacos. Many tacos. Many tacos. Hard tacos. Soft tacos. Mostly all of the above, all soft tacos. To be ah, fair, okay, all right, that's all kind right. of the way they do it. But uh, I did a taco bike ride around, like a taco, basically like a bike tour. To I, ju- I just taco did like stands. A, a shocked face. Like, yeah, it was delicious. That sounds insane. It was delicious. Wait, but by the end of it, were you not like really struggling to cycle? No, no, I was actually I could have eaten. <laughs> I would have been. We actually went to go eat like a, a dinner shortly thereafter because, like you know, you taco bike ride taco, you work it off. And tacos aren't that big. So like I eat a lot of tacos. Between, yeah, if you put a taco in front of me, I'm gonna be eating. That, I could so. probably, if you took me to a taqueria, eat like eight carne asada tacos fun word. with like green salsa and still do another eight after that. Yeah, fine. same. Absolutely same. I'd eventually feel sick, but like probably not. We went out for a lunch just, just last weekend with one of uh, my partner's friends, and we like they, the tacos they got were like what, an inch and a half across. Those are the good ones, yeah. Yeah, right. You could eat I could eat so many of them. Yeah. And we were it was one of those where it was like sharing. So everyone was like, you know. I was just like telling him like, I could eat fucking thousands of these. <laughs> yeah. yeah it does. Keep them coming, guys. But that sounds awesome. So Mexico City, it's, Dude, not, the, super cool. it's not the uh, kidnapped capital of the world. I, think I mean, you're still Somewhere here. in Mexico there. Yeah, but I don't think. I've Mexico seen City. pictures of you looking like a cholo though. So like, maybe they thought you were yeah, one they, of, the, they, one they of them. Yeah, they blended in. Tan, <laughs> slick back the hair. <laughs> put on my shades and lean like a cholo <laughs> like a cholo like a cholo that's phenomenal I'm yeah glad dude there's pyramids as well graham hancock you know he's ah, talked man. about them I want, that's one of the ones he's that, talked that, about them that is on my list of things i want to see those aztec pyramids yeah i don't even think i think the aztecs found them oh it wasn't even like uh the aztecs don't you know, we're getting deep that. here we're getting deep no, into like, the, I, graham hancock. I went i went to the museum yeah mm, like, i have a look around look around tell me about the museum Dude, there's like the the sacrifice, the sacrificial altar where they were like killing all the people oh. in there. They have like the game. You know the game? Have you, the did movie? you learn about that? No. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> the is game it the one that the Aztecs played with the hoop on the side? Uh, I thought you meant the game whereby if I thought about the game, I lost the game. No, no, not that game. <laughs> I thought you were talking about <laughs> the I rapper. Just lost the game. But, yeah. No, I don't know about this. Tell me. It's like the hoop on the side. You would have seen it as a kid, I'm sure, when you were like in global Basketball? studies. No, it's like <laughs> on the side, Tommy. It's a uh, it's a game they played, and I was like, "Oh, that's pretty cool." But then I learned that like, if they like moved in a way they went against the ri- like the the flow of the sun, they like it was an insult to the gods, and they just were murdered. Wow! So being a pro athlete in the Aztec <laughs> yeah, wow. culture was yeah, right. not yeah. what it's like for us. And when you say moved in a way, do you mean like they like, went like pop they, and lock in properly? Yeah, they like didn't they're only the supposed pop. to like hit with their forearms and their hips the ball. Oh. And it was apparently like if you they moved in a way that like angered the gods. 
which is like basically Shit. against the rays of the sun. I mean, <laughs> which is like I don't understand how the hell you play the game. Like they must have all like there must have been we a high been out turnover rate on yeah, these yes. teams because <laughs> it's wild to think you about became that. an elite athlete and immediately you were murdered. Yeah, there was like, dude, like one who got it's through. It's definitely not what it's like to be a pro, you know, baseball player or your or Today. like a Premier League soccer player. Man, you know, think the that's of a cash. pretty good life. This is not. Yes. <laughs> this is quite deadly. You get a lot of food and love for 24 hours and then you get murdered. Yeah, I mean, like, move across, move away from the sun. Like, don't you, what if the ball goes left? <laughs> what <laughs> right. do you just, like, run? We're just going to lose, guys. Guys, we've got to lose. Side. I would gotta, much rather lose. We just run to the other Actually, side of the world. That's and back. probably what was happening. Like, nobody would play. Yeah, fair They point. would probably just be like, oh, how the fuck would I do this? I don't want to move. And so it'd be <laughs> really boring. I watched uh, a show not long ago and it was about different tribes around the world. And I think, I think one, it may have, it was definitely South American uh, or, mm. or Central American. And they played this game whereby they had to play continuous, like kick a ball and run. So they were just running, kicking a ball continuously. To where? All day. So it was like the, the entire day. And it was to appease a god. And it was like, imagine trying to kick a ball and run all day. You would be absolutely With knackered. no roads. No real roads. Lots of forest. This well, is the olden days. It was, no, no, this is now. This is now. This was now. So like they're running along like, rocky roads bare feet like kicking this ball it'd be painful enough just running why are they doing all this? day this is just their belief. to appease a god oh i thought we were all atheists by now sorry it was, <laughs> i thought we were all on that train well i'm good thank you for asking i appreciate uh, yeah, you doing that as you, you know, always do i love to hear about we did uh we, we we actually while you were a uh, and something uh, i think you would have loved we we went to the uh, the banks exhibition which is currently in sydney I don't know how much you know about Banksy yeah, or the I, cops kissing. I've loved Banksy for so long. He's like my absolute pinnacle artist. Mm. It's this weird blend of sort of art, which really, really makes you think, but also makes you chuckle at the same time. There's, uh, there, there isn't much that can do that for me. <laughs> yeah. That's not a Venn diagram that I often come across. And it's amazing. Like some of his stuff, like, I don't know if you heard about his di- Dismayland he did like a few years ago. Would you remember that? Unreal. Popping up. Just this fucking falling to pieces shit all over like theme park quotation marks where I don't think it was ever actually open. I think it was like an exhibition you walked through, but like mm. the just the idea of it, the the audacity of the man to just be like, fuck you, Disney. <laughs> like, Honestly, fuck Disney, man. Unreal. Yeah. yeah I mean, I'm yeah. thinking about cancelling Disney Plus at the moment. Yeah, it's so like, oh, Do you pay for it? I think I do. I, I one of us does. I was gonna say if you're paying for it too, we should definitely cancel <laughs> no, one. I'm pretty sure I do. So I was like, okay, that's like when Tommy share Netflix with Tommy like hits me up the other day. Did you did you go to the advert <laughs> version of Netflix in the morning? And then the same night, Gil's like, Do you know Netflix has ads now? I'm like, no. <laughs> Had no idea. <laughs> this went cheap on all you fuckers. You cheap yeah. shit. Well, She's I got, like, I how got... much did you say? I was like, I don't know, like fourteen bucks. Like, oh, fourteen. I think I was like twenty-two. I got rid of I got rid of uh, Apple TV recently. Not Apple TV. Yes, Apple TV. They keep recently. giving it to me for free. Yeah. Well, I mean, if I I just carried on getting the free version, it'd be fine. Yeah. But it's quite expensive. It's not like cheap. It's like fifteen, sixteen dollars or something. Oh, I'm like. Yeah. Mm. But anyway, yeah, so the art, the art of Banks exhibition, man, you should check, you should, like, just the whole thing, like, it's going to be in Sydney for a while. If you get the opportunity, you should check it out later. Okay, how much was it? Is it, like, free? No. It doesn't sound free. It certainly wasn't free. Banks, you see, Well, you, you're paying for a Banks exhibition, like, you, you, you're supporting an artist. Isn't that what everyone should be he's doing? He's rich. I'll give it to the other artist. Is he, though? No one knows who the fuck he is. I'm how, sure how do you, he's rich. How do you get a bank deposit if you don't know who it's going because to? Because he doesn't go in and say, ah, you can't know my name, I'm Banksy. He gives <laughs> his normal name and no one knows. My favorite of his work, in- interestingly, is the one where, you know, it sold at uh, Sotheby's, the place in the UK that sells all the all the art. And 
it had a shredder built into it. Mm. So the moment the hammer went down, you clicked a button and the whole thing shredded. Mm. And I'm like, it's fascinating to me because art is just so obtuse in yeah. itself, right? But this thing whereby you can destroy a literal piece of art. And I guess at the time people probably freaked out like, oh, I paid all this money and it's broken. But like now, in hindsight, with the sort of the reason behind doing it to basically stick a big middle finger up at the art society, mm. that is probably worth significantly more, that one piece that got shredded mm. than the original version was because it's so unique and it's got that story about it. Yeah, that's art. I mean, it's like, isn't it just, yeah. and, is, and my favorite thing about Banks is that's kind of the opposite of what he wanted overall, because like he's anti-capitalism, like his whole point is like, he went to the Gaza Strip and painted on, you know, like uh, pro like Palestine. He's anti-capitalism. Things. Completely anti-capitalism. So what is he He for? just, he did a whole thing about Disney. Like. That doesn't mean you're anti-capitalism. Corrupting. It's, it's all about like. Anti-corporate, maybe like corporate greed. Definitely right? that as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All of the above. He's, right. There's so much detail to his works that you. Like you need to put a bit of time in to think about it and yeah. you can just look at it and go like, oh, two cops kissing, that's cute. Like yeah. that's, I like that. But if you like think about like what that means, the broader picture of it, and then you put it, some of his other works, like for example, the ones of like the governments in the perspective of like what governments are currently doing, the more we're finding out about the shady practice, like over here in Australia, they're they literally done? in the pockets of all of, you know, the mining companies and such. Fascinating. He's been doing this since 1999. Yeah. And people have not had that light shed on it. Yeah. Really good. Really good. That's awesome. I highly recommend Man, I, I will check it out, even though it's not for free. It's it's not for free. <laughs> and neither is this podcast. Oh, yeah. it is. I'm, I'm being facetious. Guys, start a Patreon, yeah? You stick, yes. We'd love it if you could give us five stars. That would be, that would do us like the world of good. Like, I think it helps with algorithms. We're not really sure how they work. But if you want to skip around and not listen to us banter about our week, you can do. There will be time codes in the description, as always, supplied by friend of the show and editing master, Mr. Matthew Bliss. We will give you his details at the end of the show. Um, DL, what have you been up to? Oh, man, I've been, uh, other than Mexico City wedding planning, I've been watching lots of shitty- Mexico City wedding planning. Mexico City, So you've comma, moved it now, you've changed. Wedding planning, <laughs> yeah, you got to find a Slash wedding planning. Wedding planning, comma, halo, ugh. The show. Talk to me because we we touched on this last time we caught up and I think you were saying it's just so bad. You'd only watched a couple of the first season. Now I've like basically caught up to the first season. I don't know if I'm going to watch the second season. Oh, even though that's the whole reason why I started doing it. Yeah, you did. People said that it's better. I just don't know if I can. It's not worth your time. I can be asked. It's really not. It's just like, how do you get something so wrong? Anyway, (laughs) I've been. I've been doing that, doing a bit of reading. I've, uh, what else was I watching? I watched a bunch of stuff. I, I've been doing. You must have done a bunch on the plane. Yeah, I actually slept really well. <laughs> I, did, I didn't watch as much. Wish as I, I could do that on as I normally do. But uh, I, I did uh, watch a bit of. I've, I've been rewatching the Deadwood season three because I want to watch the movie. I love a bit of Deadwood. And I forgot. I for, I like had kind of forgotten what happened, and I want to watch the movie and remember. Yeah, nice. Yeah, but um, I've been watching a bit of Netflix stuff recently. We had a few of the Netflix shows on. We started Griselda. Didn't. Love it. It's like a new. It's sort of by I think the. I've guy, seen that. It's the by the guys time. who. Yeah, it's the guys who did like Narcos and stuff. It's like a similar story. Like she's the only person that Pablo Escobar was ever scared of. We watched the first episode. It was fine. So we've not really watched it since. Um, I did watch thing. Uh, how to become a mob boss. You know how I love all these weird shows, mm. like how to become a dictator and uh, and all these random things. It, it's all dictated by dictated. It's all voiceovered by Peter Dinklage, who's doing his best to give the fewest shits you can possibly he give. Does that a lot. I know, right? He was in one of the he was in one of the portal was it the portal games. He takes a lot of paychecks. He so does. Yeah, he he's does. got a good voice for it though. Yeah, I, I mean, like I would. Yeah, same. 
And How to Become a Mob Boss was really good. I think we talked recently about, not Al Capone, what was the other one called? Gotti. I watched a show mm. called Get Gotti and it had a lot about him in it. It was really fun. They're just good, interesting shows that have a good build and they like make fun of things that maybe are a bit taboo to make fun of. And yeah. yeah, I like it. Mob Bosses are fun. You should watch that show. I highly recommend it. It's on the list. I mean, it's better than Love is Blind season two, oh which God. I'm having to watch by osmosis in our apartment. There's been a few of those shows that have been happening by osmosis in my apartment, but yeah. I'm not going to talk about them. Okay. Did you watch any movies on your flights or anything? Uh, I watched the first Dune. I rewatched that ah, nice. in preparation. Nice. Um, next week, baby. Next week. Yeah, that was like the big watch on the way back, on the way um, back. And on the way there, I'd, yeah, it was... Because that's a long-ass film. It like, is. That's, we were talking about this just off-air before we started. That's a hard two-thirds of a film to get through the first two-thirds. Like, not in a bad way, not yeah. in like... But it's long... Like, it's very lingering. It's very Denis Villeneuve, you know, like... Denis Villeneuve. Denis Villeneuve. Denis Villeneuve. It's very... Villeneuve. But it does have his, like, fingerprints all over it. It's autorism, but not quite. Yeah, no, I, I, I enjoyed it. I did fall asleep. Oh. And then I started it and finished it. Get everything with guns in the air! Um, I... I, th- I just remember it liking it more the first time. And I think it's because I've actually tried to rewatch it oh. previously and again fell asleep because the first part is so slow. It's long. And I've read the books and... Do you think Matthew McConaughey do that well? Get everything with guns in the air? No, I don't think he would do it as well. <laughs> I really don't. Maybe I'm sorry to say. Maybe he'd be a different person. Maybe he'd be a different character. You know what I did download though? I downloaded Rebel Moon. I watched like five minutes on the flight. And was like, Why? No. Did, I, did I not strongly no, did, enough recommend not to not do that? To, but it was kind of like, I, I kind of wanted to see it for myself. Like, you know, in that way. So would you recommend rewatching the second third of do- the second half I would, of re- I would recommend rewatching it for sure it's more like i've just already seen it twice yeah and okay. had read the books and was like tired so i just like that didn't finish it but well it we good. did we did a really fun thing that i think you're gonna really like What's we that? went to the outdoor cinema here and i think i mentioned this to friend of joe Riggs last week uh resident of the pod comes on very regularly check him out he is at the, at the film addicts podcast if you like this nonsense you will like their brand of nonsense However, I think I mentioned it last week, but I can't remember if we went into it in depth, but we went to the outdoor cinema here in Sydney, which is a really beautiful sunsetty area. Yep. And we watched Iron Claw, which oh, was nice. actually, it's actually on a couple of our lists. We might come back to it at some point. It's a movie that sort of snuck out under the radar. It's an A23 movie, you know, A- A23? Is that one before? It's an A24 movie. A24, yeah. I was like, huh? <laughs> It's their younger brother who's not quite as good. Uh, Any good? I really enjoyed it. Now, don't go into that film if you want anything lighthearted. I don't know if you know the story oh, of that family. God, another fucking depressing movie. Yeah, wow. Jesus, it's depressing. <laughs> Christ alive. And But also, and I, and I think I said this maybe last week, but I am really distracted whenever Zac Efron's face is on screen now. Dude, same. I was uh, just all you this times. off air. Like anytime he comes up on Instagram, I'm like, who is this Lego looking right? motherfucker? The fuck is wrong like with it just face? like it fucks with my head. Like it, yeah. it, it shouldn't look that way. Also, because you know he was so good looking, your brain's like, what happened to this poor soul? Right? Yeah. Do you think he must have got peer pressured by his like agents and shit to like, I don't know, have a face something something? I don't. I don't. He's definitely think. had his jaw changed. 100%. I mean, he, he said that it was like he almost died. It's just a lie. Did he? Um, yeah, he's publicly said like he fell and like shattered his jaw and it was like facial reconstruction surgery. But like, Where's the scars? It's not that. No. It's like, it's obviously filler. You can see with like other people that have had that same look. Like it right. looks like, I mean, look, I'm not an expert. This is me just talking shit. This is Instagram. Not experts, that Zac Efron cares. Whatever. Obviously he's doing fine. Point being, 
bummer because he was aging well, dude. Just let he it was lie. A beautiful man. Let it lie, bro. Just fucking deal with it. Yeah, banging on a trash can kind of shit. What was yeah, it? he'll look as good as Matthew McConaughey when he's forty-five. Oh, Matthew McConaughey. Matthew they've, McConaughey. they've all had work done. He's a great-looking guy. They've all had work done. He's had his hair done. I he's love that. Definitely hat. had his hair done. And Brad and uh, I was like, I Gail sent me this account that was like celebrities that have done things, and like the guy breaks oh. it down because he does them. Like, I think I've seen that guy. He's, yeah. he's like a he wears a, like a scrubs. Yeah, like a scrubs. I don't know. And he's got <laughs> short hair. He's kind. Of, I think, I he, think I he might be. He might be gay. He comes off a bit. Like I, I think he's gay. I mean, he's he's certainly flamboyant. Yeah, he's flamboyant. He's, yeah. Uh, either way. Um. But dude, do you know the facelifts? They have to like literally cut. Yeah. Here and just like pull your. Did face. you not know that? I just. I didn't know, and it's gnarly. It's really gnarly. Well, the other weird irony of de-aging in film is that they use the same technique, just digitally. So they will literally like pull the like pull the skin back. It's so weird to watch. Not literally because you can't can't do that. Of thing. course, but like but it's, it's so weird it's to think gross. about. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it's pretty like crazy to be like, yeah, just cut me open, yeah, and just yank pull my skin it back. Yeah, just make me look like the thing that the cockroach from Men in Black. That's what. That's the look I'm. <laughs> <laughs> but it does, like to be fair on Brad Pitt, it does look good. But like can, you can imagine how that fucks up. Yeah, no, yeah apparently, no. yeah, because you can see like a scar here, and he Ooh. actually does look. But the, again, he was so good looking. Yeah, age would have aged fine. I don't you understand. I mean? Yeah, right. Like we ate like these all these Hollywood types. They're so good looking anyway. They have such great skin routines. Just let it like be, be relaxed yeah, I mean, about it. I mean, that's like I think that like. Leo's one of the few that's not, and he's just slowly evolving into Jack Nicholson. Yes, he really is. <laughs> like, it's like pretty cool because I like both those actors. I'm like, this is pretty awesome. He's been a like, lot he's of, hardcore yeah. Hollywood. Oh, you know absolutely. what I mean? In that way. Absolutely. Like, he's like, fuck it. I'm going down like Jack. I'm just going to be on this ugly, greasy old man. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen the videos of him quite recently where he's just doing bumps, like wherever he I is? Don't think, I don't think that's real. I think it was at the Super Bowl. And, yeah, people, and people made it yeah, happen. Man. People just want it to there be real. There was some before that. As he's well. very quoted as saying, like, I do not, I've never done cocaine. I do not believe that for a second. He's so adamant about it that I might believe it. I don't, not for a second. I'm sorry. Like, say what you want. Yeah. Well, anyway, fun thing that we might do in the future, we might need to come back to. So friend of the show, Matt, thank you for sharing this with this friend of the show, Matt. I thought I'd call this out because we always say we will and I always forget. But he shared with us a piece of news which has come out recently, which could even be, I mean, it kind of is. We kind of have an anthology about reboots or rebootuations of things from we do. when we were growing up and whatnot. So do you... Do you remember the film Naked Gun by any chance? God, why does that sound so familiar? It's a it's a fantastic parody of all of the buddy cop movies at the time. It's got a bunch of awesome accents. Leslie Nielsen's in it. It is just like pr- absolute primo. Like it's one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. But apparently there is a reboot in the works with mm. who's my favorite actor? Dio? Your favorite actor ever? No, my my least favorite actor. Who oh, would I least, uh, Liam Neeson with Liam Neeson? Ah. And I would rather shoot myself in the face than watch Liam Neeson degrade one of my all-time favorite movies. Well, I movies. guess you like that, but I think Liam Neeson could pull no. off comedy. I, I don't care. But maybe not this one for He's you. Dead but to me. I just do feel as if like that's an under untapped realm for him. Why well, pick one of my favorite movies? Nah, because he just hates do it you. with some piece of shit. He, he hates fucking hate, yeah, he hates he's, me. He hates He's found you. out. He's heard us on the internet. Yeah. He's like, I'd fucking kill that kid. Yeah. I'd kill <laughs> his career. I don't know why he's that he kind Irish? of Irish. He's that kind of Irish, yeah. apparently, but he is, absolutely. Um, uh, thank you for sharing that friend of the show, Matt. We really appreciate it. And we, we like to share things when you do. So do. if you guys have done anything that you recommend we should do or even talk about, feel free to hit us up. You can find us at Podcast Assemble on Instagram or thepodcastassemble at gmail.com. We're, we're everywhere. You've social stuff and www.podcastassemble.com. You can find our details on there. You can send us stuff. We'll call you out. We love it when you do. 
DL. Yes. Do you want to preface our main topic for this week? It's the main topic theme. Our main topic this week is the one, the only, well, not really the one, the only, because well, no, four the seasons of <laughs> yeah. it. And honestly, every season is about the same thing. Ooh. A mysterious crime. A mysterious crime. Uh, who done it? Murder, baby. With a, maybe a bit of supernatural. But is there, but is there not? True Detective uh, Season 4. I think it's night called country. like Nightcrawlers. Night or night, okay. <laughs> I knew it was Night Country. Night uh, <laughs> yeah, Night Country. Which, uh, you know, was a quick one, actually. Well, it was a season. Six, uh, was it? It was six it. episodes. It was six episodes. It's barely a season. I mean, it's a season. These barely days. a season. They were all about an hour long. Get it's it? Six hours of my life. I, I get it, but that is short. So we're going to just do full spoilers for this because yeah. I honestly... I, I don't know if I've got it in me to do non-spoilers. So let's do a stupid plot summary. Do you got one of them? Do I? Time is a flat circle jerk and this force awakens <laughs> of the true detective universe. It's like someone made a really good standalone Star Wars flick but couldn't help themselves and threw in a couple C-3PO side stories. Brilliant. I appreciate that a lot. It's I appreciate that a lot. Facts. I had so little interest in this that mine is just how to solve a case without any evidence. <laughs> just... Literally the through line of this whole thing. Oh, show. they found the murder weapon. Did they? Oh, yeah, they did find they the murder weapon. They didn't DNA test it. No, they but didn't they do anything with it. It was it. clearly very clean, yeah. so I don't think you can really class that. There's no DNA on there. I mean, they could have cleaned it, yeah. So this uh, is the fourth season, of course, as DL pointed out, and it has the dubious... By the way, dubious plot summaries came from us not knowing how to quickly, succinctly talk about TV shows. So I'm yes. glad... That it's one of my favorite parts of the show. Yes. It makes me laugh every time. Uh, this has the dubious honor of attempting to be a true, true detective follow-up without having Nick Pizzolato at the helm. So he is the chap who wrote and directed effects. Well, wrote he and helped direct some of the first yeah. season. He was a producer on it. Uh, he has been pretty much a writer and executive producer all the way through till now. So this was written and directed by Issa Lopez. It had uh, Jodie Foster as Liz Danvers. Uh, not Carol Danvers, that's Captain Marvel. It had Kali mm. Reese as uh, Navarro. Fiona Shaw, who I really like as Rose. Uh, it has Finn Bennett as you found the son's name earlier. I can't remember his name is Pete Pryor. Pete Pryor. Uh, I really like Josh Haw- Josh Hawkins, who's his father, who's yeah, Hank he's Pryor. Uh, it's got a it's it's got Christopher Eccleston, who is a Doctor Who, who I absolutely love, looking incredibly different. Just want to shout out before we start talking about this, and I start saying mean things about it. I really liked how diverse the cast was in this, and apparently they worked really closely with you know native alaskans to mm. make sure that their stories were told properly and i think that really resonated with me and that's one of my favorite things about this but that's about where it ends really <laughs> you didn't like it that much oh, i was all right do you want to talk about the the plot kind of what's yeah the... i mean i guess like the plot is really like like all true detectives we get you know a mysterious crime that has like it's it's got unsolved some unsolved murder it's an unsolved murder that we're following right and uh it's you know what no, detective navarro is pretty confident that it links back to a uh a old case of hers that's unsolved and a bunch of mining stuff largely because of a tongue that was left at the crime scene um which ends up you know we do have find out linking to the other murder but the the net net is a bunch of Science, science, space, scientific, sciencey, sciencey, nerdy guys, researchers in an Antarctic yeah. state or an Alaskan station are just found all dead in the middle of the so- snow with like really mysterious injuries. That How did they get that? We still don't know why they had those injuries, but that's beside the point. One of the un- un- 
unfinished plot threads. Uh, how'd they get there? What happened? And, you know, this is all set in a uh, town where 50% of the population is employed by a mining company. Yep. So the the mine has a lot of power over the town, obviously, because of that. And the other half of the town want the mine to shut down. The other half of the town is native. You, I think the native indigenous tribe is called the Inu. What are they called? It's actually a fake town. The, the town was actually made up for this, this show, yeah, which I find tribe. really interesting. But the thing I find really interesting about the setting of this, and I think yeah. we're going to talk a bit, a bit more about this in sort of like the world building such, but like pitch black the whole time it's one of those towns that's in night yeah that's for like days and days and, and days it on end starts with the last day of yes and like ends light. with it with the ending and i really like that i think it's interesting the, the interesting things i found about this i'm gonna rattle a few off the top here i really like the lovecraftian elements to this i think they tried to bring back some of the stuff from the first series in that respect there's a lot of interesting symbolism in this. There's a lot of motifs. There's a lot of good motifs. There's a lot of good motifs. Tied to the characters. A lot of which were stolen from the first season and done significantly worse in this season. But I did kind of like the mystery surrounding the death of Annie Kay, who's the central mystery of this, which brings Navarro back. I find the fact there's these weird supernatural things kind of happening. Are they real? Are they not? No, they're not it's probably just well, psychosis honestly, from the darkness we don't um, know to but, be fair they, but they I, were, I, yeah. I find it super interesting i think there's some good stuff in there i think that the, like the setup of this like the setup of the mystery is super compelling agreed the setup is super compelling the imagery is super compelling like, the acting is really great my main criticism um, acting no, we'll the get acting's there. good we'll get there uh, my main criticism of this show is that for the amount of stuff it did right in the first half it basically skipped the entire middle Yes, agreed. Which could have been like a second half masterpiece turns into like a moderately exciting while slightly confusing ending that we I th- got. I thought I thought it was I thought it was going to be an eight series uh, eight episode. I think series. it could have used an eight episode. And you get to the sixth sixth episode and the 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 plot's kind of like starting to unravel a little bit. And there's you know uh, Danvers and Navarro are going going to do their thing and get get to the end of the plot. And you think there's a bit here where they can be searching and find out a bit more about themselves. They, instead of like spreading it out and giving you time to breathe with it, they just cram it into they like cram it all in and it's 45 like, minutes. And it's like just them. It's like kind of isolated to them until the very end. And they yeah. could kind of talk about it. But I guess the net net is they you got these. They, they're trying to solve the murder. They find out it's linked because the tongue of an old murder ends up at the crime scene. All the guys are in the middle of the snow, all like hugging. Yeah. And it actually cold opens with what happens right before they all die. So apparently Guillermo, kind of Guillermo del Toro actually was asked to sort of give hints on how to like create that monstrosity yeah. of humans quite linked together with the ice. It's fascinating. And there's like, even the first half is really compelling because they're like, they have to like, they're on a time clock where like, she can only keep the case and she decides oh, yeah. to keep it for whatever reason Be- Dan- until Dan- the ice thaws, yeah, basically. Yeah. So I- I'm going to be like, yeah. Danvers, who's Jodie Foster's character, she's getting a lot of like praise in the media and I'm just the opposite. I just don't see it. I didn't find her compelling. I didn't think anything she did felt like a real human being. I found it really, she took me out of this a lot. Now, that was the bit that I found most mm. interesting about that character was. So she had this sort of like weird relationship with Christopher Eccleston's character, who was law enforcement from outside of this town, who'd come in to, you know, basically take this case away from her. And while she had this ticking timer, it was like, this is your motivation. I really like that. You've got this asshole, like, you know, like breathing down your neck, who's trying to like take your case away from you. You feel like an attachment to it. You're competitive. So you want to close it. And then as soon as that goes in like the third or fourth episode, it's like, all right, so 
all of that interesting stuff has just evaporated. There's, what do you have? You're just an annoying fucking character. I asked the right questions. I, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't have the that. Dialogue feeling. was really frustrating to me. I didn't have that feeling. I feel like she, like the normal her, would have been like, actually, let the guy take the case. But Navarro has sparked something in her alongside her foster daughter, who basically is one of the uh, native tribes. Like it, it's her stepdaughter because the dude that she was originally with dies and i think a car crash like in the so. past and he was so. uh, an alaskan native as well and they're they're all really really like trying to link this murder to another native that's been killed and so she kind of eventually gets almost like guilted into caring yeah, about it agreed. but she does and then I, I guess my point is like her motivations were sound to me because they were tied in in a human relationship and, and trauma like i actually i quite liked her character she was annoying yes but like agreed. that was the point of the acting she's supposed to be annoying everyone in the town hates her well we're gonna be talking she's about stuck there trauma and yeah. depression quite a lot i think because yeah. i think they're like really central themes of this show and we i mentioned about the world building a minute ago I, it, it does such an in so, so from my perspective what they've done is they've gone the first season was fucking amazing Let's try and make something that parallels that first season. Just forget about the other two. I really like the third season. I'm just going to chuck it out there. I think Mahershala Ali is amazing. And you, you just can't, you can't beat Matthew McConaughey. He's, the he's, difference is that you can't beat that first season if it's not, if you, if the true detective, like if you only have like three jokes in the whole season. Agree. That first season is hilarious. It is, you're laughing almost as much as you're intrigued by the mystery. It was it's a comedy. It was actually to this series detriment that we rewatched the first season before we watched yeah. it because it it really totally is very different. Showcased how good that season is. But I, I do like the juxtapositions of the two sort of um, scenes or, or worlds you're thrown into. So like you talk about the hot, wet Louisiana versus this sort of like icy, freezing tundra of Alaska. Like a lot of the like the visuals in this and the cinematography is really beautiful. Awesome. I can see, I can see it being really lauded and even maybe winning awards for how beautiful it really is shot. Beautifully, it is shot if I can speak, and it really rams home the depressing nature of living in this place. Like whereas in you know in Louisiana, it felt more about sticky and greedy and yeah. grim and you know like anyone can disappear at any time. Whereas this is like a close knit community; everyone knows each other. People do go missing, but it's noticed it's yeah. not like they just vanish uh and i i it just felt depressing the whole time and part of the question i sort of wanted to ask you was do you think perhaps some of these people who think they're maybe seeing the dead or having supernatural experiences are actually just really depressed or being like all the darkness literally they're living in is like crushing them well, it is known that we can create like when we're in a traumatic or like traumatic states, both physically and mentally, that we can hallucinate. Like, humans. yeah, agreed. So, like, I think that that's part. I think that's a hundred percent a motif and and something they're investigating alongside just like standard depression. It's like isolation, depression, yeah, darkness. Like, <laughs> how, what does that do to you with stress and what and your own demons and what you see? Yeah. Um. But yeah, I I agree, man. It sets up these awesome characters, these awesome isolation and Some death awesome motifs. Characters. I think that, dude, I, you you just don't like Jodie Foster. Fair it's enough. True, I just, she's still I a good character. But what else? Like every other character was good. I agree. I think so, I, like, I liked most people. In most this. of the acting was really good. I, I don't think they all got their due, but most of the acting was really good. Great death isolation motifs. This awesome mystery with a creepy tone, creepy setting, great cinematography, backed by like hor horrifying imagery, like that freaking death hydra body <laughs> and like the dead ice zombie. <laughs> 
uh, that the guy that like it's comes back Cronenberg, to life. Wasn't yeah. It, it just kind of that it, like it speeds to the end, which is like and it kind of like abandons half the stuff that intrigued me so in the first place. That's one thing I wanted to, to yeah. touch on with you. So like, what did, what was dropped from you that like you noticed and sort of frustrated you? Because there were a lot of storylines. Like they set up a lot. Very they like, set up a lot, and then like just randomly all the while after they set all this stuff up, just have like a half-assed times a flat circle jerk. It's like they just throw that in. <laughs> it's like why didn't you just finish the stuff you built or make it longer and do both? So my the thing. Yeah, I have a I have quite a bit to answer your question. Well, the thing uh, I find most interesting is that the first season is similar in the regard of they have this broader conspiracy that leans over, and they actually they actually hint at that a lot in this season. So they talk about the Tuttle. Uh, family That's about and all, all they do though well they just talk about it a couple yeah. times whereas in the first season the idea is that you're supposed to be left frustrated it's supposed to leave things unsolved because you don't get the big guy like he's too rich he's too powerful like and there are storylines that you you don't expect to see all the way through to the end whereas in this it sets things up and just sort of forgets about them. it just throws them in and has no relevance you just to like, even like why? not it doesn't have a theme like what you just described like hey you don't always get the big guy yeah you don't always get the big fish it just throws it in and then just doesn't actually do anything with it the and mind, nor does the it like tie back it. to the original kind of crime yes and it like is. so i guess yes to your point tommy i've, I've got some inquiries got some, i've got some inquiries you for got some anger director. issues in there if raymond clark was actually just a scientist trying to help the world with a bit of utilitarianism why was he acting like an acid head the entire movie? Great question. I just think he was, I think he'd been alone for too long. And if Tuttle owns the company, are they actually the good guys then? No, the opposite. And if Raymond Clark, lonely scientist survivor, <laughs> not considering the abominable zombie snowman, that guy didn't really survive. <laughs> if he wasn't a drugged Reggie Ledoux acolyte, why did he act like he had half a brain the entire movie? Great questions. All and great questions. furthermore, what happened to angry fish hut dude with a shotgun? And why was he so angry? I, I'd love to know why he was so angry. And is time a flat circle or does it just mark thin ice crevices? <laughs> and if so, what's so cool about a tattoo of a general Alaskan warning sign indicating thin ice? So the thing so the, the thing that I find most interesting about this series is that it, it kind of tries to answer the questions around what the spiral is. I didn't need to know what the spiral was. I like the idea of it being some sort of mythical. It didn't even answer it. Weird. Yeah, it tried to with the, the dragon thing underground that they found. So when what they found was that the Salal mining uh, company were pumping a bunch of toxic uh, everything into the environment, poisoning the water, heating up the environment. What they found was that the people in the science lab were actually encouraging them to do so because the more they melted the ice, the more they could get at this uh, ancient creature and try and use its properties to try and solve humanity's problems. It wasn't a problems. creature. It was just yeah. It was like a, a snake thing. It was just like was. an amoeba. Whatever it was, but they and also believed, that doesn't answer the. Uh, they believed it could finish. They believed it could like save a bunch of lives. The irony of that is, though, if you're going to melt the ice caps to save humanity, what humanity are you fucking saving, and what world is going to be left for them if the ice caps I don't even are think frozen? that's. I, I, I mean, that is ironic. But what about the fact that they said it was the basically the spirals just to indicate thin ice? There's all this supernatural element to it, like it was, but there it's isn't. been there longer than the ice has, and it's. I t it just, it felt a little bit loose to well, me. Look, if that's what it is, then where is all the glaciers in Louisiana? <laughs> that's my point. Like, no, it doesn't even connect. It, the, that doesn't make sense. Like, you either say that it's the spiral is representative of this bigger thing. You say yeah. it's the ice caps. Now it's, like, representative of the amoeba. The amoeba had nothing to do with Reggie to do. 
Okay, dude, like, Regular what is dude. the point? Net, net, you're telling me we had seven mysterious, creepy eye, ear contusions that happen all in the exact same kind of cave injury. Then another one that happens isolated with that other Anderson Ludd guy. Multiple cryptic ice voices mm. calling through the tunnel tunnels. And after all of this... I think that's him just going crazy. Cold Carcosa is basically just a lab? Yeah. Isn't Not Carcosical? <laughs> cold Cosa? Carcosa cold? Carcosa. We got there eventually. Carcolda. Carcolsa. We got there eventually. It's not even exist. <laughs> it's just a, it's a, literally a hazard sign. That's what the spiral is. That's what you're t- They ruined the first season with this. They had a good opportunity to integrate the first season and they fucking ruined it. So the That's thing that project. I actually found most compelling about the show was when they, they, they toned down all of this supernatural crap that didn't need to really be there. And I, I get it. It was a distraction and it was making Navarro who was. Very, very clearly uh, had psychological that problems. that stuff was even different than the, than the Carcosa stuff. No, and I get it. Yeah. The, thing, the thing that most interested me and usually would in this type of thing is the, the, the relationships and the people in it and how they all reacted to each other. And a lot of that was really great. Like the, the Hank Pryor and his son was a microcosm of what was going on in Ennis. The fact that they were turning a blind eye to everything that was happening and he wanted, he wanted to be police chief so bad that he was happy to let you know them poison the water and cause stillbirths and all this stuff all of that was really interesting i think they just went a bit too far with the supernatural stuff and it was distracting Mm. it wasn't of like an interest anymore it was like you've given me so much of this it must be real otherwise what's the point in there being this much of it in the show one of the people rose i really liked who's uh fiona shaw i believe if that's correct it is she's great she's bloody harry's aunt petunia i think and yeah but she can see, literally see dead people in this. Uh, but, and I can't tell if that's like, is she high all the time? Is it just yes. a case that she's been alone for too long? Yes. Or a happy mix of all of this. Her as a, a character on her own is a very interesting like counterpoint to this small, knit, close-knit town who everyone knows everything. I just don't think they quite got the balance right of this weird supernatural mystic stuff. They definitely didn't you know? get the balance right. It was like too condensed. Of, like that needed to be over a longer season if you're going to do that much sure. of it. Yeah. And I think it needed to like have a, a stronger point. Yeah. You know I, I, I mean? completely agree. And be more isolated to one character. They, they kind of like muddled it having it be like Navarro, but also this other lady. They're like, oh, but it could be mental health or it's just, you know, some people can see this stuff. Like it, I didn't quite... I, I would have liked it more to be like a let's let's investigate what isolation does to your brain, right? You know, one hundred percent, and that and makes trauma, more which sense. like they kind of like do, but then don't because they like tie it to the plot, like they make it so that like she finds the body because she follows the dead guy, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like too coincidental for that not to be Agreed. a ghost. You know, like I find I find the idea right, and if you if you ship some of that out right, and you say okay, so this the Salal mine, it's poisoning the water. It is, it's heating the ice caps. Bad, 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 bad. Got that. Okay, cool. But if you get the point whereby maybe people are hallucinating because the water's been poisoned, or we have some sort of, you know, uh, something that eventuates from that, that idea. That could be interesting. Great. But none mm. of that is explored. They don't even like seed that. They don't even give you like a little seedling to like say, oh, they actually were just being subtle about it. It's just like, none we're, of we're extrapolating. Ju- there is just this yeah. side of this town which feels supernatural. And the two really clash for me. Like Hank and his son, the the two cops. That really interesting. Really great, good. Great I love dynamic. that storyline. Yeah. Liked everything that was going on there. The fact that uh, Damba's daughter, uh, Jodie Foster's daughter, wanted to go and stay with with the young family. P- wants to stay with Pete's family. That's just 
interesting and makes sense if you have these like close-knit relationships in a town with isolation and the fact that they're being poisoned and the fact that everyone is suspicious of everything else layer over like a real subtle amount of this supernatural stuff i think it's really compelling yeah i think the supernatural stuff is super compelling as the way you described it especially if you like tie it to trauma in a way we're like with navarro and and whatever her name is it's a bit of trauma it's a bit of like isolationism and then you see what happens with pete yeah and maybe later in the season a door shuts and he thinks he sees something but it's because he kills his dad spoilers i really like like that ends with him now he's in this he's had trauma he's got to wear this and it becomes like a motif for trauma and darkness and isolation of alaska like that would have been a real full circle bow. And even instead, tra- it's just been trapped. Yeah. The main suspect just goes, time is a flat circle. <laughs> and you're just like, why? How, how do you know, dude? You're just an Arctic researcher <laughs> that has nothing to do with Ledoux. Like, I, Ledoux. it's just distracting, dude. Anyway. I, I completely agree. I think there's good stuff in this. Yeah. No, it, it's, it's above average. It's above average. It's all right. It's above average. It's, it's the right. third best season of True Detective. I mean, absolutely. Out of four. It is third. <laughs> and it is, you know, it is third. Not saying a lot. But it's above average. Would you say, like, it's not a, it's better than Aquaman. It's all right. We'll, we'll get, get there. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. I really, so one of the characters I really liked was Danvers' daughter. Now, she was right the whole time. Like, she, so she's this young, rebellious uh, teenager. Danvers was kind of a bitch to her. And for no reason. Yeah, that, I, that, I agree. Mother. I needed a little bit more of like a reason why, why Danvers such was a such a bitch. And the thing I liked about because, her like, was she stuck to her convictions. All she was yeah. a fucking idiot. Like nothing she did was right. But it was no, because whatever. she was trying to rebel. No, whatever. And, she was me- cool. and yeah, and she wanted to be oh, part yeah. of the solution. And I really liked that about her. I wanted more of her. She was so interesting, and she like in the like second half of the season, she just got sidetracked after. Well, there would have been more like eight episodes. You find something else for her to do that ideally ties into the plot. She could have found the the ice holes or whatever. Like trying to find out what Salar Mind's doing to it. Like yeah, give her give her more to do. I agree. She was a really interesting character. I you talked about uh, the the Hawkins family, so the Pryor family. Yeah, the son murdering the father, mail order bride. Yeah. I really liked that yeah, storyline. What it's really it's a, it's representative of like true desperation. desperation. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Um, I I liked it a lot too, and it like looked, how he pities his dad, agreed. so he so he can't really fully commit to just like hating him the way Danvers does. Yeah, and like that dynamic was super strong. It, it super, really well done. Super interesting, like yeah. tug, uh, push and pull and tug of power. Yeah, with you know Danvers trying to sort of show him the way to be a cop but in all the wrong ways yeah and his dad who's just you know like his dad so he wants to be like helpful and thankful to his dad but his dad's crap at being a cop but wants to be like head of the department I, that that's what i wanted more of like throwing like like i don't know like the odd supernatural thing but it like for me it just didn't didn't quite hit i wanted to call out one other character in this who i genuinely really really liked and it was kavik i'm not i'm not sure i'm saying that right q a v v i k kavik and it's the one that Navarro was just randomly just, sleeping like, with. That guy every, is just like, a gentle giant, dude. I love that guy. Shouldn't we all like? Should we all be so lucky to have a partner <sighs> like him, dude? What a legend! Yeah, absolute great bloke. Yeah, helps he, her out all the time. She yeah, steals his like, fucking toothbrush. She is just like really taking him for granted. Big time. Yeah, big time. And I think so. The thing, the thing I find most frustrating about this ser- series for me, and uh, the supernatural elements really add to this, is the pacing. Like it meanders at times. 
Like it's not very coherent in parts. And then all of a sudden you're in the last episode and everything has to happen all at once. I, I'm like, I, I liked the pacing until I realized it was over. Does that make sense? Until I realized it was a six season episode. And I was like, agree. what the hell? If it like was going to be that yeah. for eight episodes, it would make sense. But then they just all of a sudden went, we need to finish this. It was like the Game of Thrones. It's like all of Game of Thrones condensed into yeah. one and season. And like a bunch of plot lines just hanging there. Like what happened? Not in a weird fiction kind of way. No, yeah. like what? Yeah, not in a good way. What happened with the dude that like they with the shotgun in the hut great question like, like i feel like at why the time was he was... so angry why did he leave a rock indicating you know a crevasse if it just means it's a crevasse what was his connection to the fucking dudes it just kind of felt like it was added for the sake of being added just a distraction for the characters to fill mm-hmm. some time why did they get the tattoos who the two chick like the the chick and him the spiral tattoo why don't we get an explanation for well, like do. why they have the same tattoo. You know what I find really interesting? And, and this. And why is she hiding him? The problem here is that Annie Kay dreamt the spiral. And this is where for me it tips into that what are we doing here, territory? Like what like if if it was some sort of thing around like she'd been down to the cave, she'd seen what the guys were doing and she'd you know, she was trying to spread the word by it being like significant. Or she mark. was drugged and like, like there's a, like, it feels like there's just two episodes of missing that ties the, the plot of like all the, all the heady spiral stuff. Cause like there's the supernatural stuff that's tied to trauma, which is pretty like pointed and you know what they're trying to do. Yeah. Then there's this, there's supernatural stuff that's tied to like the injuries of all these people that still doesn't get explained. Of course. And the spiral and the history of the Tuttles and all that, that just gets like added to the top and is completely left like not even half baked, like a quarter baked. Not even baked. Yeah. Just left out of the oven. Just left in the sun just to see if it's on its own. Yeah, just pure <laughs> yeast. So you know what I mean though? Like yeah. what hell explain that to me. Why I, what did I, they what did they explanation did they get? Well this is this is my problem with the pacing. So I feel like they kept bringing up all these side quests that they were going on. They're finding the guy with the shotgun. They were finding this and like, and he leaves a stone. Barely any of them connect the story together. And you're like, oh, were they just doing that because it was interesting? Like, I'm sure, like, if you could be asked putting the time in, you could go like, oh, this is his connection. And But I'm not the fucking, I'm not the guy from Oxonian in Philadelphia. No, and you, no, you find I don't it. have a board of fucking shit, like, strip rope, like, tagging everything uh, together. There's like, so much they could have done. Help me out a little there's bit. There's so much they could have done. And it could have made, like, uh, there's a, there, I don't even want to, like, do it. I'm not going to write the show, but... Point being, right to show they now. didn't do enough, and it was because of that it suffered. You know what I do know? The show, this was, True Detective was like, they read a script, and it was this script, and it was just supposed to be Night, uh, what is it called? Night Country. It yeah. was just going to be called that. Agreed. And they're like, we're actually taking pitches I'm pretty for True sure. Detective. No, this is actually what happened. They're like, oh, right. we're, yeah, we're, we're taking pitches for True Detective. We think this could work. Let's let's ed- uh-huh. Let's work on it a bit. And it feels like they literally just someone, some producer was like, yeah, shit. Tuttle this, time is a flat circle, that, we're good. Fucking hell. Which is exactly what it feels like, doesn't I it? Mean, it just feels like it was added on. I said this to you over text, yeah. and I thought I'd shout it out because, I mean, it, it really encapsulates how I feel about this. At its best, this series, it sort of tackled, like, depression and isolation. It had some really interesting themes. But it's worst, it felt like an appropriation of something fucking smashed together with some references from true detective and it just didn't work for me yeah like i was i'd be great if they came up with an an, an interesting story that had you know some that of these tied back some of these references to tie yeah. back but don't just like appropriate shit and be like it, they kind of did the circle. worst thing you could have done right and it yeah. was just nonsense so the the show the what we find out the bigger mystery here is that annie k um she was actually murdered by the guys in the lab who 
we find out what actually then the the revenge was taken on them by the ghosts of the town, the women of the city, the ones who are literally, you know, the the locals who yeah. do their cleaning and clean the lab and found out what happened by just being there and in the vicinity and, you know, doing their own detective work, which is more than fucking Danvers does. Uh, I, I really liked it. I, I liked that idea of the, the town took its revenge on them. Also, why was the tongue there? That was never explained either. What the fuck? No one knows why the tongue was there. Do you I think- feel like there's a season coming that they're going to talk. Maybe they're going to do like... I don't think this is getting good enough reviews. I think it it's, might already, be. it's already been greenlit. Has it? I'm pretty sure the season five with the same director has been greenlit. Oh, why? Oh, please no. Well, I, that's the only redeeming thing is like maybe they're going to like... The next one is going to play in and tie to some of the open-ended. You, well, let's, uh, let's, that's wishful thinking. I'm just going to give a couple of quick things that yeah. tie back to the first season. Then. So the recurring symbolism, so like the spiral... One we've talked about Cuddles. a lot. The Carcosa references. Car- the Carcosical. The t- <laughs> Carcosical. Uh, the parallels to the Tuttle family that I mentioned. The themes in quotation marks of depression and uh, existentialism. Like, there's, there's things here. Like, the brand of beer that they drink is the same brand of beer well, they drink. The, the, it's like... The dad that dies that leads them to the original murder is, is yeah it's rust's father yeah. yeah i get that but it's so it's so yeah. thinly veiled and i'm just a bit i'm just disappointed if i'm honest more than anything um do you have any tones and themes i mean yeah like desperation breeds the fucking trauma i don't know all sorts of shared fears uh, yeah, unresolved shared anger, fear, like, depression like, what's the what's the word mourning like the theme of like how to mourn in like the healthy ways and non-healthy ways and like the, the ways that can lead to like depression versus like getting out of it and yeah, you see good. navarro kind of go through that whole cycle uh, the, the, navarro's um, ending i find interesting because it's kind of ambiguous she's like is, is she still there is she not still there like the final shot is yeah, that was kind of dumb yeah i didn't i didn't love it's that. like make a choice right yeah um three best three worst yeah my three best number one the cinematography and imagery agreed that's one of mine. really just the general tone that it's set because how good those two things were yeah um Number two is the acting in particular, the Pete Pryor arc, I think was like one of the, one of the cooler parts of the show. Strong. Yeah. Like, and then just generally the mystery, like this, they set up this mystery. It was a good, set up a good mystery. It was a really good setup and like gets you on the edge of your seat right away. Yeah. Yeah. All the all the mining stuff they didn't they go deeply into that enough for me. Yeah. I thought it was great. Uh, I just had the deep rooted themes of this. You've got to really dig for them, but they're there. Um, the sort of, uh, the true problems of, you know, being in a town where you are so isolated and the exploration of that, what they did of it, I found really interesting. Yeah. And the family elements, I think when it was focused on the the people in the town, like I mentioned, you know, we're talking about the priors, we're talking about the relationship between Danvers and her daughter, we're talking about Navarro and trying to find love and dealing with her own depression. Those elements really worked. Uh, it was just when you flipped it and you got these weird supernatural shit that didn't, did too much of them, didn't really fit. I was like, when it fall down for me yeah worst yeah the half-assed connection to season one obviously. yeah that's my first one too the abandoned plot lines and then the length it just should have been longer if you're gonna i feel like they they either should have cut the ties to the other one completely and it could have been six episodes and it's fine yeah um i still would have liked a little bit more closure with the p prior storyline i think you just needed two more episodes yeah. to explore what they're doing the ice why are they what they're doing a couple the more like red herrings a little investigation a better Carsicle. Yes. Agreed. Uh, I just had I, I, the first one I agreed with you. Uh, 
the fact that they let a clearly incredible i mean all of them are pretty mentally unwell unfortunately but like a clearly very mentally unwell person on the police force of that town so navarro was having a lot of problems with depression she was seeing all this weird shit all that was happening was clearly affecting her significantly worse than everyone else it's a bit like i i get it it's slim pickings here but not this person who's not only massive and could beat you america dude america that's not even the worst we got all all fair points yeah uh and the other one was just the fact that damas didn't die after she fell in the ice there's a bit where she falls in the ice I get it. It's supposed to be a nice ending for her. And she was kept alive. Oh, you mean in the ice water? She fell in the water. I thought you were talking about the crevasse. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, instant death. Like, and like, I, death. I get it. If they'd have gone back into the facility and the facility had been like the uh, electric had come back on. Still. You're like, okay. Still. Maybe like she survives. like 60. And like, she was in there for like a minute. Yeah. No. Definitely. I was like, girl's dead. And she's quite skinny and there's nothing frail. to her yeah, yes dead. and she's annoying so she should uh, be what dead. are the ice zombie guy like that guy does not live no like that was not. I, I had to like suspend my disbelief i was like guys come on the the guy the like, meth head guys come on yeah the like the head. one dude that was like alive he they break his arm fingers, off though. and then he's like oh <laughs> <laughs> it's like what he turns a chewbacca he would be dead i mean they're all dead let's be frank with you um let's do a bit of critical reception then so can you guess me the current IMDb score for this? I feel like it got a worse rap than it should have. Uh, I'm going to say 6.8. Actually, 8.9. So IMDb? IMDb has been Are very sure? flattering to this right that's now. That's not true. It, that's what it was when I was checking just two days no, ago. 8.9 is, is probably True Detective as a whole. I, that's to... what I found for the, the fourth season, yeah. Really? Yeah. Can you guess me the Rotten Tomato score? Uh, Percentage? 72. Ooh, it's 78. So like, in theory like people seem to be liking this a fair amount but my favorite the all user score which is letterboxd which is always 3.7 can you guess me what it is this is a three it's a 3.5 so like it's it's not done badly across the board like i I don't understand like i'm in the i'm in the season four and imdb and it's like first episode 7.2 second episode six nine six four six two seven five four so i'm wondering maybe those are just user reviews but you're right people people do seem to like it Although a it's getting a lot, lot, it's getting of, a lot of critical, hate it. it's getting a lot of critical attention right Th- now. There are like a, there's like a a fanboy Vocal crew of the season one that like hate it. Me, that's me. Yeah, you. I are, really don't you like are it. Like season one, I'm bro. just not that vocal on the internet yet. <laughs> yes, children, oh, it's coming. <laughs> um, all right then, quickly then. Yeah. What is our rating system? The only rating system that really matters. It's is it better or worse? The most average movie we can think of, which is Aquaman 2018, baby. It's got to be above it's above average it's still above average i i enjoyed every episode i loved watching it It just wasn't as good as it could have been it's very planet of the apes in that way <laughs> so well uh, not planet of the apes what was the one we watched uh sorry before? planet of the rise of the planet of the apes why so how because there's parts that take me out of that movie overall good movie but mainly like certain parts james franco included <laughs> wait i thought like, he was in dawn I can't, remember, I can't remember which way around they go. No, it's the dawn. It's, it's the do- first one. No, the first one. one was rise. Yeah, you rise, then yeah, you dawn, then yes, you war. That's yes. how it works in the April. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's surely it's above. Uh, You're not going to be that guy right now. I didn't love it. You did. You wouldn't watch Aquaman over this. I would watch Aquaman over this. That's fucking. Liar. I'm sorry. He's such a liar. I dude. think three of the th- three of the six episodes great, but fifty percent isn't good enough for me. That's that's average. That's not good enough. And that ending, it didn't have anything. It didn't solve anything. They didn't get any fucking evidence. I don't they know. Had a murder weapon and a it confession was on tape. They didn't have it on tape. I'm sorry. They, they didn't they have anything. 
I'm look, we're just going to be polar opposites in this respect, uh, which is what the internet is. The internet is binary. Cold coaster. To wrap up then, do you want to get some trivia true or false down you? Yeah. You're going to get it anyway, so we're going to... Carnosa. True or false. Apart from the recurring spiral motif, another subtle symbol is included in this throughout the show. Well, two questions. Is that true? And if so, what is it? Is it true that there's another subtle recurring symbol motif through the show? Uh, true. And it is the piercings that Navarro's face has. <laughs> what are they about? They must be painful. I couldn't deal with those. There's probably another one. Yeah, it's actually moths, and in some worlds, moths often symbolize transformation, rebirth, potential hinting at the characters' journeys throughout. Particularly Navarro's face piercings. Grody. Okay, true or false? Yell. Opening scene. The first episode features a distinct musical score with a morse code rhythm included true or is that false well you wanna yeah it does does it is true and decoding the rhythm reveals the phrase carcosa burns again ironically because there was no burning in cold this. cosa is not on fire right it's cold <laughs> cold jerry cold cosa how uh look it's another reference to rust and his dark pronunciations throughout the show i yeah, sure, fine. Um, finally, then, uh, this season marks Jodie Foster's first ever television role. True or is that false? False. It is false. It's her first television role since 1975. Wow. Uh, interestingly, in that, she also played a detective. Cool. Well, Long standing connection to the genre, apparently. Her, Who knows? Yeah, Who knows? Um, look, thank you guys for sticking with it. If you stuck this far, we, we really appreciate you. Uh, and even if you didn't, you know, we appreciate you too for starting the episode and giving us that download in the first place. Yeah, we appreciate it. DL, where can they find us? Uh, the podcast assemble at gmail.com or podcast assemble on Instagram, or we have a website, podcast assemble. www.podcastassemble.com. Yeah. That one. It's you know, right that's there. That's how it works. It's not like one of those dot IOs. No, 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 no. We're paying for dot com. It's like, <laughs> um, I am. We're paying top dollar for that dot com. I can promise you that. A, uh, yeah. And beyond that, man, five stars. A, Give us five stars, baby. You can do it in podcast capture choice right there. You can do it in Apple. You can do Spotify. You can do it in all of them. I don't know what that was. That was wild. <laughs> that was wild. That's me losing my sanity thinking about this yeah. show. A big thank you it. to Matthew Bliss for editing and mastering this week's episode. If you like to be, if you, if you like Matt to be a part. <laughs> if you'd like to be. If you like to exist, you think, therefore, you are Descartes. Fair. If you'd like Matt to be a part of your podcasting crew, Timo, Boyo, uh, get in touch on business at mbpod.com or head to mbpod.com to find out more about his service. Should someone take him out? He is a master. Yeah, he's the man. The podcast. Back once again with the podcast master. Mm-mm-mm. We're doing this again. We're back here. MBpod. Matthew McConaughey's going back. He's back, baby. MBpod. Well, thank you all for sticking with it. We really appreciate it. We do. DL? Until next time. Gotta go, sir. <laughs> Tally-ho, baby! <laughs>